Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. Happy 2022 to all you uh, you mailers out there. What do we call our fans out? Is that what we're calling? I don't know. <laughs> mailers? I don't, I don't think it's the mailers. We can, we can come up with something better than that. It used to be the lunch line because we used to talk about food so much on this podcast mm-hmm. with a former co-host and Kayla. But how was your Christmas slash holiday season slash New Year slash whatever holiday you may have celebrated over the break, Sally? Uh, we had a good time. We were in Austin for Christmas and then went to San Diego between Christmas and New Year's just for a little DeFreeze family getaway, just me, Will, and Fritz. And then we came back and celebrated New Year's and Will's birthday at home. Very nice. Can I ask you a specific question? Sure. Your favorite cocktail of the last two weeks? Um... Honestly, I didn't drink a lot of cocktails. Oh, are we breaking news here? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Uh, I just didn't make... Will had a lot more cocktails than I did. I feel like he's more Damn. of a martini boy, and I'm like a wine at the hotel oh, bar okay, girl. okay. So I did drink some good champagne. I'm trying to think if I had a cocktail. Nothing? Did you guys go like poolside at all in San Diego? I mean, we did, but it was like 50 and raining. Oh, gosh. So we were... Yeah. We were at the hot tub, the adult pool hot tub, while Fritz oh, snapped. Very fun. Very yeah. cool. Uh, I don't think I had any type of liquor while I was there. Really? I think I just had wine. Wine slash champagne. Champagne. Mm-hmm. Will said he did. You guys did he go buy a uh, a relatively cheap handle of something before, prior to the the hotel room, so he didn't have to spend yeah eleven hundred dollars on whiskey. We um, had to go by Target on our way there because we forgot our baby monitor. Ooh. Which like doesn't really matter, but the when we put Fritz down for a nap, we would like go do stuff on the resort, mm-hmm. and I brought all the stuff except for the camera, so we had to go buy one oh, at Target. And while I was there, because California sells liquor in Target, in Target, I bought a bottle of wine and I bought a thing of Bullet, I think, promo so he wouldn't like spend money. <laughs> Because well, if you are at the hotel bar, it's like $25 or something obscene oh, yeah. for like, you know, just one drink. Mm-hmm. So that saved us a little money. Very pro move. I it, it From afar, it looked like Austin was the hottest place in America over Christmas, like at 85 and sunny. Yeah, it was. Did you take advantage or was it just kind of like you? Um, what did we do on Christmas? Um, the great thing about Austin and it being like that, I mean, it's it's not... It's not what you want, right? Like you want, I think, especially people who come from up north, like want a snowy white Christmas. But then when we talked to Will's parents, like I think the snow was melting that day. So it's kind of gross anyway. Mm -hmm. But the upside of that is always that you can hang out outside on Christmas Day. So we actually did our whole family Christmas outside. Like we opened presents inside, but we like had dinner and stuff outside, which... Some of the people in our family got the cron and I think protected Will and I because mm-hmm. we were outside and didn't there you really go interacting inside. But then you forget, like, this didn't matter this year, but, like, if you get a bike or something like that, you can ride it outside. Got Will a kayak. He did not take it out that day, <laughs> but he could have if he wanted to. That's a good gift. It, is it was just gift. straight up, like, kayak, like, leaning up against the, the no, tree? No, it is a foldable kayak. So oh. I had posted a picture of Fritz. Okay. 
sitting in front of our tree with wrapped gifts. That whole thing about the wrapped, unwrapped. And there was a giant box in the background. It was that. So it like nice. folds into this little. Portable. You or more portable it. situation. More portable situation. And then it's like 20 or 30 pounds, I think. Very nice. So that it's he can like fun. just shove it in his car. and doesn't have to be on top. He strikes me as he he like he would be a very good kayak guy. Like he would enjoy a, a yak or two. Yeah, and I think especially since we live on the lake, he wants to start doing mm. it more. But it honestly could have gotten him a regular old kayak. But he wanted something that he could take around to other parts of Austin without sure. having to like strap it to the top of his car. Very nice. And on the website, it looks like it folds really well. But it took us about thirty minutes. Oh, wow. This morning to put it together. I think we got to do a couple more test runs, yeah. like unfolding and then refolding. It's like a tent. Once yeah, you, once you, you get the tent to down, but know how you, what you're doing. It's intimidating to begin with. But Fritz was staring at us like, y'all are idiots. Like, <laughs> it took so long. Uh, did you enjoy Fritz getting a soccer ball as much as Will did? He enjoyed it. I mean, I, <laughs> I liked watching Fritz, but Fritz, like, all the toys we gave him or anything we gave him, he didn't get that much, but he didn't, mm. you know doesn't know what's going on next year will be fun though next year i think he'll kind of get it more mm-hmm. and then in like two years he'll really it'll be it'll be he'll be nuts in two years yeah it'll be like oh shit this is the best holiday ever yeah but first year is tough first year this is like year, whoa color like care yeah how about you what's your favorite gift you got uh i got a ring from will that i'm currently oh wearing. yeah very nice you can show all the all the lovely people out there i got a uh my dad got me a like a hardcover luggage for the first time. Uh-huh. Game changer. It's got the four wheels, so you can like push it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's big, big time. Among other things, I got a lot of good stuff, and I'm very, very grateful. And yeah. New Year's we didn't do anything because my sister had the cron, so my dad's a little immune and compromised at the moment, so right. I had to be very careful. So I kept it very low key. So you you think she had the Omicron though? Oh yeah, because yeah. she could taste and smell. Yeah. Which is like a pretty big defining characteristic of this variant. Yeah. Is that you keep your taste and smell, and all her only symptoms were sore throat and headache. Yeah. That was it. And fatigue. Running through but, people. Yeah. Running through. I Be safe out there. Knocked on wood. I'm good. I'm good. Then I went to New Orleans, which. Will thinks, Will thinks that you have had it and just haven't told anybody. No. I've never tested positive. Will has never either. I know. And I, I not, you're right. Knocked on wood, but I've never tested positive. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I th- I think I probably, if I have not. I guess if you get your d- antibodies tested and see. I, yeah, I'd like to. Because Will did, right? And Will yeah, has Will never had it. So I want I want to do that. Yeah. But like I don't think. But then think I that... had it and I don't have antibodies from having it. So. Oh, really? So, that, okay. Then then the test is, I don't know. I, I think I had it at some point. I can't pinpoint when. I can't tell you when. Yeah. I've had colds where... I feel the only thing I have is like a runny nose and a and a congestion, but taste and smell. And this is months ago. I don't know. Do you think twenty twenty two by the end of twenty twenty two we will stop talking about COVID? Yes. You think it'll be so mundane that we just don't discuss it anymore? I think by the end of this year, COVID will be not an afterthought per se because there's going to be like an, another winter 2022 spike at some point but yeah. it'll be more or less gone from the discourse the the daily discourse be endemic yes it will be endemic versus pandemic right 
to I think to th- hope. That, that's what this Omicron variant is going to do. Rip through us, but be mild enough that it, it's almost a blessing in disguise that it goes so quickly. It just kind of burns out. Wow. Knock on Public health with Brett. Wood. I do. It's interesting. It's very interesting stuff. I love, I love reading about it. I love researching about it. Uh, credible sources. Wow. But uh, I think it's all interesting. It's very interesting. As long as everybody's safe. <laughs> Great. Hey, this is the mail-in podcast, Sal. I know the Omicron podcast? We can do the Omicron podcast. I'm sure everybody would love that. Yeah. We answer your questions about Omicron and things of that nature or just completely different. Because when you're in your 20s and 30s, you run into situations that you need help with. And ideally, we've been through them or something similar. Get a laugh in and maybe walk away with something useful. Help us out around there. Subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Podcast. Sally, are you ready to go? Let's do it. Hey, guys. I know Sally has done Whole30 before. Any tips or tricks to survive until the end of the month? It's my first time, and I'm not doing it for the weight loss, but want to reset my eating and drinking habits for the first time since 2019. Sally, I included this because it's a good kick off the new year. I know it's a popular time for um, renewing maybe diet habits or, or exercise habits. Any tips on completing stuff like Whole30? So Whole30... Now is really nice because it's a lot more popular than when I first did it and when it first kind of came out. Probably, I don't know, it's probably been like six years since oh, wow. the first time I did it. You were like, I think I, think on I did it early. in 2016 because I worked with a lot of people who were CrossFitters and a lot of them did Whole 30. By the way, the fact that 2016 is six years ago, mentally, I was just like, wait a second, that's like, whoa. Yeah. Ouch. So, um, it's a lot it's easier now <laughs> because a lot Whole30 as a company has become a lot more inclusive and um, has it, it's a lot more mainstream. So a lot of companies like Chipotle and things like that do stuff that's quote Whole30 approved. So you have a lot more options available to you. Whereas the first time I did it, it was like. I had to go to a restaurant and ask, like, is this, 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 this in there? Oh, gosh, you know, yeah. What oils is cooked in, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, the first time I did it, I didn't really tell anybody I was doing it, and I think that made things difficult, partially because nobody knew what it was, and it was mm-hmm. really difficult to explain to people. Now I think people know what the Whole30 is and are a lot more on board with people, like, being sober in January and – you know, committing to health goals. So I think one of the most important things is to tell people and have some accountability. So if your significant other knows, if your family knows, if your friends know, some of them might give you shit or whatever, but having people know so that you don't have to like constantly explain to everyone why you're doing what you're doing makes it easier. Um, and obviously doing it with other people helps too. The We've done Whole30 in January a couple times, usually with other people, so that, like, 
one, the last time we did it in January, it was Will and I and a, another couple that at the time were living in New York. And so we would like text every day about like what we were eating that day or, you know, what we did. One of our friends, I remember it was, it's, it gets difficult because you can get really bored and a lot mm-hmm. of social activities revolve around drinking. So especially in Austin when it's beautiful out and you want to go like sit on a patio and drink. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's tough. Um, but it's also tough when it's cold because you're like, I just want to like sit at home and watch a movie and drink wine. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to reframe your thinking of, and this goes for sober January too. How am I going to do activities that don't involve drinking or don't involve eating? What if I want to meet up with a friend and instead of like going for a meal, why don't we like go for a walk or something mm, like that? Sure. Some of that is doable when the weather is nice, but when it's like really cold, that's not as great. Mm-hmm. And I remember my friend Kelly texting me being like her husband, Nate, and her went, they lived in the Upper East Side in New York and they Shouts. went to Brooklyn just to get coffee because they were so bored. They were oh like, my we're going to go to Brooklyn and get to this coffee shop <laughs> and walk around because we like have nothing to do. So oh, wow. you find activities to do. Okay. Like read a book. If it's nice outside, go for a walk with a friend, take your dog out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Keep yourself entertained because it's really easy when you're bored to think about food and alcohol and things like that. And especially when you're doing some sort of elimination diet. So either you're doing sober January or you're doing something like Whole30 where things are off limits to you. When you're bored and your mind is just blank, all you think about are the things that you can't have. So that's like tips one and two. Tell people you're doing it and, you know, make, like make plans to do stuff that mm-hmm. it doesn't revolve around food. Keep yourself busy so that right. the food and drinking part of it is sort of an afterthought on the day. I think this goes for any resolution that you have, any habit. Um, I read a book. What is it called? I think it's called The Power of Habit. It's a really good book and it talks about habit loops and how we form habits and like basically how your brain works in the loop reward system, all of these things. And I'm like misquoting it terribly, but it's a really interesting book. But it takes about 21 days to form a habit and the whole time that you're trying to form the habit, your brain is like reverting back to what it wants to do. Mm And at 21 days, part of the reason you form habits is because um, you now the new reward is like feeling good or, you know, if if it's stopping biting your nails, like 21 days in your nails look good. Uh, if it's giving up alcohol, it's like you feel good. You're not yeah. hungover, things like that. So normally in Whole30, they have a part of the calendar like around 18 days where it's called tiger blood where you like feel amazing and you feel like I could do this for the rest of my life because you feel wow. so good that you're like, I don't want to put any <laughs> toxins in my anything body. in my body that's yeah. gonna like make me not feel great. Sure. So you just have to get to that point, right? So mm-hmm. it's like it's just fighting every urge you have until you can get to the 21 days. Um and that goes for everything. It's like starting a workout routine, starting like a you know, if you're trying to read every day or whatever you're thing is so take it every like every day a step at a time take it day by day don't another reason people fail when doing like 
New Year's resolutions or Whole30 or something like that is because they take on too much. If mm-hmm. you're doing a Whole30, just do a Whole30. Don't be like, I'm going to work out every day. They actually tell you to not work out on Whole30, I think. Um, the reason people, and I don't know what your New Year's resolutions were, Brett, but like the one thing I decided to do this year okay. was like, I'm going to do one and focus on that first. And I like then it. if I can like master that, then we'll move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. But people January 1 are like, okay, I'm going to work out. I'm going to get my finances or- in mm-hmm. order. I'm going to, you know, reach out to every friend every day. Yep. And my, my nutrition is going to be immaculate. Right. And, and that you're taking on too much. Yeah. Your brain can't handle that. So keep it simple. And then the other thing about Whole30, especially because it's food related and you're cutting out a lot, is just plan ahead. So if you know that you're going to be out somewhere and you aren't going to be able to order something that's Whole30, mm-hmm. um, either eat before or like pack a snack or whatever. And there's so many compliant things now. I think that's where people really struggle is like they get to work and then they forgot their lunch and then they go to the cafeteria and they get you know broccoli cheese soup or whatever it is yep. you know because yep. it was easy yep. and it's right there so have emergency food is what they call it that's like compliant i like it and then there's like a lot of instagram accounts for any resolution you're trying to you know follow yeah oh so i, I think instagram's resources. a big yeah big help with that kind of thing for me i mean this year it's really eating cleaner maybe not necessarily healthier but like in, if i'm gonna go have you know, a pasta dish mm-hmm. or a pizza, like instead of doing processed and frozen, going a little more out of my way to go from scratch, like a chicken with, instead of barbecue sauce or like processed shit, making a, a glaze myself or a, right. a seasoning myself that I'm going to be able to do and not have something nasty on the side, you know? So yeah. I think that's my biggest thing is cleaner, um, more personal eating. Versus one thing I think that my favorite part of the whole 30 every time I do it is that I realize that I can cook at home because mm-hmm. we get in ruts where we're like, I'm just too lazy to go to the store or I'm too lazy to make a meal or I'll make like one meal and then I'll be over it. Mm-hmm. And then we order takeout for a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And so yep. it makes you think about planning for the week and like when you're grocery shopping and making food and realizing that you can make meals that are quick and easy without like a lot of fluff sure and that are fine yeah absolutely and i get discouraged i live by myself so i get discouraged when i i order stuff or excuse me i I go to the grocery store and get stuff for a meal that i'm excited about and then watch stuff waste away right in my kitchen because i don't want to have tacos two nights in a row yeah so even though i have 14 tortillas left so just finding a way to incorporate more things into my diet so that I can take advantage of a grocery shopping run for a week Mm -hmm. that I don't end up throwing half of the shit out when it goes bad. Yeah. And I think that's a problem a lot of people who live by themselves face. That's a problem that Will and I have. And we... Produce and and greens that are just like, oh, that tomato doesn't work anymore. But Yeah. So that's a big thing on my radar is to clean up my eating routine like I'm just never going to eat chicken and rice every day, just not who I am. Right. But making a chicken alfredo dish or a uh, eggplant parm, perhaps instead of like frozen chicken parm. I don't know, but that's that's big on my radar. Okay. Is that your New Year's resolution? Um. Yeah. 
That's my new year's resolution. Okay. To be better with an eating routine. Cool. Cool. And eat breakfast sometimes. I never eat breakfast. You're just accidentally intermittent fasting. Bingo. That's going to be the name of my biography. Accidentally <laughs> intermittent fasting. Yeah. You know what is not on my New Year's resolution? Is that's to stop drinking because Vizzy is too good to not. You're not doing a sober drink. No, 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 no. I can't. Uh, like years until I'm even thinking about a sober January. Okay. Because I just, I, I enjoy it. I can have one Vizzy in a day and be fine. I don't need to binge it. I don't need to do anything because yeah. Vizzy is that good. You're full of life is full of choices, especially this time of year, whether to get on whole 30 or not, whether to go to the gym or not. One choice that Vizzy makes easy is what to get at the grocery store and the liquor store. And that's Vizzy hard seltzer. Doesn't even matter that it's winter time. I enjoy Vizzy when I'm playing outdoor hockey or, or I had a Vizzy on the bench the other day, Sally, when I was playing hockey with the boys at beer league, they're like, oh, why don't you have a, another product? I was like, no, I want a Vizzy. So I had some. Wow. And guess what? I had a Man. case of it in the locker room and they all enjoyed it. Yeah. So shouts to Vizzy for that. It's the first hard seltzer crafted with antioxidant vitamin C. Extracted from the superfruit acerola. Have you heard of this, Sally? I have. Acerola season all year. There are plenty of hard seltzers to choose from, but with its, with its bold and delicious dual fruit flavors and the antioxidant vitamin C, Vizzy makes the choice a little easier and a lot tastier. Pineapple mango, black cherry lime, strawberry, strawberry kiwi, blue palmy, papaya passion fruit, watermelon, strawberry, blackberry, lemon, raspberry, tangerine. Are you hungry and thirsty yet, Randy? You are. I can see it over there. Also, they have lemonade, which is my favorite. All the lemonade flavors. Incredible taste. And guess what? 5% ABV and 100 calories, less than one gram of real cane sugar per can. Boom. Step up your seltzer game with Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to get updates on our latest flavor drops and more. Sign up for emails at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. You must be 21 plus to enjoy. How about a voicemail, Sally? Let's do it. Hey, Brent and Sally. I uh, had a quick question. Uh, my wife and I are going to go to a wine night at a friend's house. And uh, last minute, she decided that she's going to take the dog with us. So we're going to drive there and Uber back. Uh, I personally feel like it's kind of rude and inconsiderate to uh, bring a dog in an Uber. Uh, she is well-behaved. She's medium-sized, about 40 pounds, um, non-shedding. She's uh, a service dog. She goes to school with my wife, so she is well-behaved. But it just seems a little inconsiderate. So I want to know y'all's take. Thanks. Bye. Bringing dogs... Etc. to friends' houses, Sally. Um, you have to ask first. Yes. Always ask. No one likes the people, and I have been this person. I love Rosie, and I really mostly hate Rosie being at home by herself. Okay. Like, I think she just gets sad. She's probably <laughs> freaking fine. She's probably, <laughs> thank God they're home. They're like gone, and I'm home alone. But I um. You don't want to be the people who just like show up with their dog all the time. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think you wrote this in the rundown. Same thing with the kid. I mean, 
most people know right now that like when they're asking me to something, I'm either bringing Fritz or I'm going to say like I'm getting a babysitter. But like obviously if it's like a lunch or something, I'm like, hey, just FYI, I'm bringing Fritz. Mm -hmm. And most people are like cool with that. I mean there have – and I've had friends who were like, hey, we're having people over. No kids, please. Totally fine. Yeah, I think it's – I was going to ask this question and and parlay it into babies as well because I think it's on the host to say, hey – this is going to be a no kids night. Yeah. Would you mind getting a sitter type of thing? Well, and I mean, that doesn't always have to be explicitly said, but for the, a lot of things, like Will and I would prefer to like go by ourselves, sans kid or sure, dog yeah. to some stuff. And so if the event arises that we need to bring one of them, I'm like, hey, so-and-so is, you know, Fritz yeah. is coming with us. A great example of this is we went over to Dylan's house on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And um, brought Fritz. They said, bring kids. We've got the kids. And I texted and said, hey, like, should we bring Rosie over to play with Stella? Don't care either way. But they were like, "Mm, let's not. It's just like a lot. I was like, totally get it. No problem. Like, I think it's important to ask. Mm -hmm. If they explicitly tell you, like, that's great if the host says, like, hey, no dogs, or hey, bring bring your dogs, dogs welcome. Because I've, like, had that situation happen, too, where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, everyone's, like, bringing their dog to the bar, whatever. Yeah. But honestly, you don't want to be the people who just, like, show up with your dog all the time. It's great that she's, like, a service dog and really well-behaved. I think that that changes things, like, that she goes mm-hmm. to work and stuff. But it, it just adds, like, a whole other layer of, yeah. like, complication to mm-hmm. something. I think with the Uber, I know we've never had Rosie in an Uber before. I know people who've put their dog in an Uber with them. Mm-hmm. I think what you, I think the etiquette there is that you, um, when you, when you request the Uber, you immediately message the driver and say, "Hey, I have a dog with me." Yes. So they yeah. know, and then that gives them the chance to like be like, "No, you need to cancel." Right. Um, I don't even know if Uber has an options like, like, "Hey, I have my dog with me." They do. Interesting. Oh, Randy's on it right now. Great. Is it called? I thought Uber Pet. Uber Pet. There yes. you go. Uber Pet. Um, I don't know that I've ever been searching for that before. I I remember like they should call it Booper. Because you know, Boop. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I just think you I, you have to ask the host, and if yep. the hosts are into it, but like also some people are nice enough that they'll be like, "Oh yeah, cool, sounds great," and they feel yeah, and the, internally they're like, they're like, "Shit, they're bringing their kid. Why?" Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know. I I get I don't think it's inconsiderate for people to be like, "Hey, can we leave the kids at home for this one?" Like, we're having an old-fashioned if you, wine if you're night. The, yeah. If you're the host, you should absolutely feel comfortable saying like, "No. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that." And that's okay. Like, yep. and if you're the one invited and ask, you need to be okay with the fact if they tell you no. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, Cuz there's going to be plenty of opportunities both ways where it's right. like, "Bring the kids, bring the dog, we're barbecuing." Right. And there's going to be the wine nights that it's like, "No, we're throwing this one back to just getting, just getting hammered with friends and leave the kids and the dog at home. And I used to feel like, is it rude to even ask? But honestly, I think it's... I think it's more considerate. I think it's more considerate. I mean, it's it's rude to just show up without. Yeah. But don't feel bad for, like, asking. I, You know, we've gone to people's ranches and stuff where we've been like, hey, should we bring Rosie? And like, oh, my gosh, yes. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's... We're all bringing dogs. Cool. Yep. And then there's times where like, no, my parents aren't cool with that. I'm like, yep. okay, cool. No cool. problem. So... Biggest thing, just ask. Yep. Never is going to hurt to ask. But I 
personally feel like a party, no one else's dog is there, like you probably don't need your dog there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, good. Dogs Just... can go in crates. <laughs> yes, they can. I mean, Do- the, no, they dogs have no, they have no uh, concept of time. Correct. Like, somebody like, told me that. I was like, oh, okay. That I love sense. Rosie. I like feel so bad for her when we leave sometimes, yeah. but like she is totally fine without us. Just chills and sleeps. That's exactly. what they do. How about the next one, Sal? Yeah. From Kevin in New York. Sally and Brett. Happy New Year. I've got an exciting one for you. I am absolutely 100% no doubt about it, ready to ask my girlfriend to marry me and need a little wisdom. I don't want to take her directly to a jeweler to shop together. It's just not my style. So what are the best ways to find out exactly what ring she will want slash expects while maintaining the surprise element, setting, shape, etc.? Secondly, do I need to have already bought a ring slash have planned the engagement before I ask her parents for their blessing, or can I ask them while still working out those details? Thanks. Love you guys and love the pod. Oh, damn, Kevin. Surprised he included his name, but you know more about that's, him. That's what that's what we do here. Um, okay, congrats! Yes, one. congratulations. That's awesome. Um, I think it is very difficult to do a full blown surprise. They have no idea. Does that even exist anymore? I was very surprised when Will asked me. Okay. I knew that it was going to happen because you need to have a yes, like lockdown. Right. I mean, okay. I meant like in the sense of I Will would have never asked me had he not we had not already talked about being married. Got Do you it. get what I'm yep, saying? I see. So I I don't think hopefully he's not like just going in like we've going never even spoken about blind. marriage. <laughs> I think most likely at this point in the game, people are like have already spoken about being married. That is a great time to like Oh, uh, you know, for the girl to be like, "Hey, FYI, like, mm-hmm. I'm more of a like a round diamond girl." Like, I I remember telling Will beforehand, like, "This is, you know, I exclusively wear yellow gold." He knew has always known that about me, and sure. I was like, "You need to make sure mm-hmm. that you're not. <laughs> you get me platinum, I'm gonna punch you." I see. Yeah, you you laid it out. I but I didn't. I had no idea. The ring that he got me, I had never even spoken about wanting that kind of ring. Oh, and as far I, as like I shape of it. diamonds go and whatnot, yeah. He knew I liked round. Okay. Um, but like he, I never expected a three stone ring, and it was beautiful, and he did a great job. One thing that Will had that I think is a great um resource is if she's got a sister or best friend. Yeah, because they that, will absolutely. know. Yeah. So. If you are going to propose and you want her to – and you don't want to take her to the ring shop, which I'm kind of the same thing. Like I showed Will rings that I wanted. Okay. And he was probably like, you're so annoying. Leave me alone. <laughs> but I didn't want to go pick it out. And yep. like some people do and that's great. I was just not one of those people. Yeah. sounds like Kevin is not either. But he used my sister and told my sister about it and my sister helped him do the whole thing. And I know that – when and if my sister gets engaged, her boyfriend will probably do the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, totally. Because Be- we know exactly what the other person wants. Yep. And I think leaving it a little up for... Right. It, it gives the the guy a chance to kind of 
pitch something that he also likes, and I think, or give or put a little of his, his own flavor into it, right? Because it's like, okay, I know the parameters, right? And I can kind of, now I know where to to function there. Exactly. So right, that's exactly what Will did. So he knew that I wanted yellow gold and that I liked round, and then I mine ended up being actually like a family heirloom. So I've got oh, cool. a diamond from okay. his mom and from his grandma, which is really awesome. Um, and like a really special surprise and something that he felt like, because sometimes you don't want to like be told, like go buy that. And that's what yeah. I mean. like. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that really takes the like, romance oh, out of okay. it for some people. So tap into the resources. So I think first of all, if you want it to be a surprise, you need to go to somebody that you know is not going to blab to her. Yes. Which I think also plays into do you ask her parents? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's necessary to have a ring before you ask the parents. Okay. But you also – the more people you tell, the bigger risk you are of them telling her. Yeah. And on the flip side, when you tell parents, you can't like ask them and then wait a year to do it. Right. It's, it's got to be pretty imminent. Yeah. And it, unless you have like a plan like, hey, I want to ask your daughter to marry me. We're going on this trip in June. Blah, that's blah, blah. that's the, when I'm going to yeah. do it. If you have like an actual like, but don't just like ask an open-ended question and yeah. then let them. Just let it simmer. And then, then because be like, then, yes. every time they see you be like, what the fuck is taking so long? Yeah. What's his problem? So if you if her say her mom is like her best friend and like mm-hmm. her and her mom are super close that's a great time to ask her parents and then say like i don't have a ring yet but i would really like your help picking something out cuz i don't want to like there you go cuz th- right par- parents feel like they could they could bottle it up enough right. to you you don't have a whole year or whatever but right. you got it you got a couple weeks but to months if she's to got a a sister or best friend who you can trust mm-hmm. and you know won't say anything. Just know that the more people you tell, like my parents, I don't know. Did your who, parents know? My parents knew and Will had asked my parents, but Will already had the ring. So I don't think he was going to tell my parents. He got the ring and then decided he wanted to do it. So he talked to my parents. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Because originally I think he got the ring and was going to wait or he was getting the ring made and was going to wait because I was still in school. Mm-hmm. And then he got it and was like, no, I got to do it now. And <laughs> Yeah, and ask my parents then, Got it. because I love my parents, but we're a really close family, <laughs> and it's like there's really no secrets. Yeah, between like not only just your parents, but if you got like sisters involved, your parents involved, it like it's something's gonna happen at Matzel Rancho. Yeah, it it's difficult. I remember when Lily got engaged, they got engaged in Cabo, and we all like knew the week leading up to it, and okay. it's it's difficult to not like yeah, partially because Lily got blue ombre nails for Cabo. And we were like, how do we tell her that that's not a good look when she gets engaged? <laughs> oh, man. That's and funny. we couldn't. We couldn't say anything. So she had... <laughs> she had blue ombre nails. Yeah, she had blue ombre nails. It was fine. Oh, um, but, like, she probably kind of knows that mm-hmm. it could happen. Um, and if she ever, you know, I mean... Girls used to have like Pinterest pages and stuff. It is if you can like get on her Instagram, see if she's saving anything. Like oh, I was like looking yeah. at rings on Instagram. I remember before, so okay. we're like new. But yeah, I mean, I the more people you tell, the bigger risk of ruining it. Yeah, so but I think keep it keep it tight. Sister, mom, best friend is 
number one resource. Don't try to get too cute with it. Two being you don't need to have already bought the ring to engage with her parents right. on a potential blessing situation. But I think if but you are like can make it happen quickly mm-hmm. and you want it, like, and you don't need their help waiting until pretty soon before, they're not going to be like, oh, can't believe you already bought the ring. You didn't tell us. Yes. Like, yep. I don't think anybody's going to be like, that's so presumptuous of him to get the ring and not ask for my permission first. I No, they wouldn't. No. They probably already know, too, like that this is going to happen. I hope that they tell you that it's fine. Yeah. What if they don't? What if they're like, no, you're not good enough? I've always, like, wondered that. Like, what if you get a no at a proposal or a no from the parents? Like, what do you do? See, I think that most people, again, this is where I'm like, there's no real surprise engagements because if you're, like, legit asking someone to marry you and you've never talked about marriage before, like, you're going to have some issues. Yeah, that's And, like, if, if you don't have, like, the... Uh, self-awareness to realize like maybe her parents hate you <laughs> before asking her to marry you like that maybe y'all shouldn't be getting married you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah, like, yeah. you gotta you have to take some cues yeah if I, like, th- I think hopefully he is aware enough like, babe you, your parents didn't invite me over for Christmas dinner what was that about <laughs> they hate you <laughs> yeah, not huge fans pal <laughs> yeah well good luck yeah, let good us luck. know how it goes we'll have to someone actually kind of same topic wrote into the mail in like okay. two years ago and then messaged me this past week that they're now engaged oh wow they started dating at the beginning of covid mm-hmm. and asked like how that should go they were long distance dating like what they should do really? and i think we gave them advice and now they're engaged look at that real Just, world implications uh-huh. sally uh-huh we love to see it we'd love to attend your weddings invite us to your wedding we still wait well actually we've gotten one or two They've been prohibitive travel situations, but we've de- we've definitely gotten them before. Brett and I will attend your wedding. Oh, I am a wedding guy. You like, know, this I would about love me. to come to your wedding. So please, I've actually never been to a New York wedding, Brett. So like, really, I don't know if they're going to get married in New York, but I don't know. Kevin, he's from New York, so well, I mean, I know. But we'll see. Maybe it's a destination wedding. If they want to make their destination in Austin, that would be easier for us. Could be potentially. Yeah, we'll see. Uh. Leading up to your wedding, or after your wedding, perhaps, you could use uh, some liquid IV, couldn't you, Sal? Absolutely, during the wedding. Oh, I like that. Uh, we actually, Will and I, brought a bunch of liquid IV to Lily and Drew's wedding in Cabo. Mm, okay. Big hit with everyone, because people, especially the groomsmen, yes. it was hot, people were sweating, mm-hmm. they'd been drinking all day, they had to replenish the electrolytes. What better and way to do it? Multiply their energy for the dance floor. What it better way to do it than with liquid IV? Exactly. Because our pals over there, not only do they have the energy multiplier, not only do they have the hydration, they have the immune support. And it's a time where we could all use a little immune support. You know what I'm saying, Sal? Yeah. As we are still in a pandemic. Not necessarily an endemic yet. We are in a pandemic. So you need all the immune support you can get. And the new year is here. There's no better way to kick off 2022 than by making sure you're feeling like your best self. One goal I have for myself this year, like I said, is to eat healthier and clean up my my dietary routine, and I will be doing that with the help of my favorite hydration product, Liquid IV, because everybody needs to drink more water in addition to eating cleaner. You know that, Sally? You know how many people don't drink enough water these days? You aren't hydrated enough. Pounding water. Pounding water. And Liquid IV is going to help me do that this year because one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. 
All their flavors are good. Watermelon, lemon lime, strawberry, pina colada. That's my personal favorite and more. It's with me literally all the time. I have each different variety of liquid IV in my laptop bag at this point, ready to go for if I need a little maybe immune support, maybe a little workout boost or uh, 2 p.m. kind of feeling. You get that little grogginess going, mm-hmm. pop an energy multiplier. It's green. And then the hydration for either late nights or early mornings. Help myself out. Get a kickstart. Maybe I had a little bit of a long night last night, Sally. It was a Tuesday, so I didn't. But if I did, liquid IV would be there for me. Vitamin B3, vitamin B5, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, and vitamin C are all in there. And it gives you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. They're on a mission to change the world at Liquid IV. They've donated over 19 million servings globally. And for that, we thank them. Also, CTT, cellular cellular transport technology, it's the secret. I can't tell you what's in it or else I'd have to kill you, but it's CTT. Do you know what's in it? Oh, yeah. They told you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, you can't. Okay. Grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MAILIN at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order. When you use promo code MAILIN at liquidiv.com, experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code MAILIN. Did you have something to say, Sally? No. Okay. Let's do the next one. What's up, guys, and Happy New Year. To cut straight to the point, I've been working in my STEM career, shots, at the same company for four years now. My boss announced he will soon be retiring in a few years, three to five, let's say. And I've been predominantly working for his clients, so I've been told I have potential to have an easy path up to leadership. This is great and all, but currently my company sucks. I feel unsupported and burnt out with the same issues coming up all the time. What the hell do I do? I know I can get a job elsewhere. Like last year, I actually applied and had an offer when I was seeing what was out there, but I feel like I may be throwing away a huge opportunity, i.e. making great money and being a leader earlier than expected by leaving. For reference, I'm 28 years old and about to be married. Side question as well. If I do decide to leave, should I do it as soon as I can find something or after my wedding? Love the pod and always love hearing you guys answer our questions. A couple of some nuance here, Sally. Because you know me, I am team take a leap. Same. Always have been, always will be. It's what I did, and I will never regret it because I love what happened. But a couple things in here that make a little sense to stay because new leadership, you have an opportunity to move up very quickly, maybe juice your resume for a potential future move. You have a wedding upcoming. Maybe you don't want to stir the boat a little bit or rock the, rock the boat but ahead of that. If you have crazy good stability, I don't know here. What do you think? So – couple things stick out to me. One, three to five years is when he's retiring. Like, three to five years is a long time. That's not short. Not short. It says soon. I mean, that's probably soon for him who's had a career in, like, for, you know, 30-plus years. Yes. But, like, three to five years is a long time to continue to be shit on. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine it's five. Like, right. That's a, That's, like... 20% of your, like, best working years, right? So, and there's no guarantee you get this job. Like, 
they might have like dangled it in front of you. Mm-hmm. But like, what if he doesn't leave? What if he they choose someone else? Whatever. Part of me though is like, okay, you've got a built-in, you know, path to leadership, things like that. Here's what you have to ask yourself. If if I am the boss, if I become the boss, will I make things better? Will things change? Yeah, or will it just continue to be the same shitty company? Right. Well, because even though I think a lot of people in the last year have realized, like, compensation can make up for a lot of shitty things. Like, if I just get paid more, I'll be okay with this, this, and this. Yeah. But at the same time, if you don't like what you do, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, it sounds like she likes what she does. But um, if you hate where you work, it doesn't matter how much they pay you. Mm -hmm. At a certain point, like... You're not going to enjoy doing your job if you hate your. Company. Sounds like you are she, she or he. I don't know which one, but I think she said woman and okay. Oh no, oh maybe not. I don't know. They, I assumed it was a girl, but it could be a boy. They already already don't enjoy their job because they're burnt out. They have issues with the company, and and they're already they've already looked they've already done a search. Right. Like you clearly know what you want to do here. Well, here's here's a little. Oh. Little Sally uh, Pearl. What if you looked for a job and then went to your company and was like, I'm leaving. But you told me that I could have this uh, little promotion raise. Yeah. And I will consider staying if you start transitioning me into that role. Mm. But I think these things need to change. I don't hate that. Because and on the flip side, when you're getting a new job, you'd be like, well, I'm supposed to transition into the leadership role, but I don't like these these three things about the company, and I think that I'd be a better fit here. Parlay that into a little more money. I don't hate that. More money. More money. More Give money, me my more money. More responsibility. Whatever, you, whatever it is that you want. I like that. Now, I will say the one thing about taking a leap is... I'm much more um, for that scenario when you have something lined up. Yeah. Like offer on paper lined up. Not, and I won't poo-poo it, but like moving to a new city and then hopping on LinkedIn at the coffee shop down the street from your apartment that you can't afford. Yeah. Not crazy about that. So I, I personally am of the sense of like, if you really don't like your company and stuff is bad, and you know that you can leave, I would leave. Yeah. With the caveat of, I think if your boss is like a mentor and somebody that you're close with and you can like confide in and be like, hey, I, you know, I don't like this stuff and I'm kind of looking for a job Mm -hmm. or especially when you already have an offer, give him a chance to be like, I didn't like these things. And even though, what you're doing is like my aspiration. I don't know if these things will change mm-hmm. when I take over that role. Sure. And there's another tricky part of this, Sally, where they say they work with his clients. And so if your idea is to go to the new job and just take those clients as business, maybe you're a salesperson or I guess in STEM, like trying to work with them too, that's that's not you can't do that. Right. You can't be stealing books of business to go to a new job and be like, oh, it's going to be great over here. 
because that's just I I think it's illegal, honestly. If, I if mean you, that is legal, but I don't think that that's the case here. I just think yeah. just another caveat, but. right? Um, so yes, I would. I personally am always of the like if things are bad enough that you've already considered leaving, then I would err towards the side of leaving. Totally. Everyone works. No one works for a company and thinks everything is a hundred percent awesome. Mm-hmm. Every single person who works somewhere has things that they would change, even if they're the boss of the company. Like even if they're the CEO, there's things that they probably would change. Sure. Um, so you have to. I think that that's a sign of maturity, like realizing, okay, I there. What I'm saying is, there's a difference between like, oh, I hate this company and their values don't align with mine and this is never going to change. And then like, Oh, this is an inconvenience to me. And I, I think that this job will offer better stuff. So I'm going to take that job instead. Mm. It doesn't sound like this person feels that way. I think that they have been there long enough and realize like, these are cultural problems. This isn't going to change. I don't like the way this is done. And if you know that that's not going to change, even if you stick around for five years and get a promotion and, all of those things, then why are you staying? Yeah. Why are you enduring that? If you're already burnt out, like Sally said, why are you doing that to yourself? Right. Why let that happen when you you clearly have the ability, like I, I'm not talking like the opportunity, the, the innate ability to excel at a job. Right. So go prove it to yourself that you can in another spot. And I think the wedding part of this doesn't matter if you have something lined up as long as you have an offer as long as you have a promise of a paycheck yeah then the wedding is is just kind of secondary in my mind yeah the wedding to me i mean the only issue here is like if you start a new job and y'all are planning on taking a honeymoon or whatever you have to be like hey exactly but But maybe that's an advantage because you already know i'm gonna be in aruba july 10th through july 17th yeah like Sorry. Yeah. And I don't think any companies you'd be like, well, that's the deal breaker. Yeah. I agree. I don't think I don't think there's any reason to like wait because you've got a big life event unless you're like you know, I mean, I think some people stay at their job because they need the health insurance or the whatever. Sure. Stuff like that. But like if you're ready to change and you have a job offer and it's like mm-hmm. a wedding is a wedding. I mean, it is a big deal. You do have to take time off, but it's not going to like change the trajectory of your marriage that you changed jobs right, right before. It may help it maybe. because if you're motivated at work and you're excited about going to work, maybe you you bring that at home and and, and you're, you're a not better like stressed about your job. Right. Yeah. If you are stressed about your job though, and maybe you have a tough time, you know, unwinding r- r- unwinding at night. Maybe when you put your head on the pillow, there's a lot of stuff racing through it, and I'm sure with a wedding. And a potential employment change coming up. You are that person. Well, boy, do I have an app for you, Sally and Co. That's our friends over at Calm. A lot of emotions surface during the holiday season and during wedding season. Happiness, sadness, joy, excitement, stress. You know, the list goes on. Remember to take time for yourself this holiday season. And make sure you keep your mental wellness in check. Take a break with Calm. my five second break oh wow i was like did he not realize where he was reading (laughs) let go of what you're holding on to and let calm help you with that your to-do list your pending projects your pending unemployment or change in employment your wedding your relationships 
and just focus on your breath. We all need a few moments in the day where we are at one with ourselves, and Calm can help you do that. It's the new year, which means we've all got exercise on the brain. But really what you need is to exercise your brain. How about that, Sally? Resolve to strengthen your mind with a mindfulness practice. And just like a new gym routine, you may need a little help from a trainer. And that's where Calm comes in. For a lot of us, this may be the first time we'll be spending the holiday season with our loved ones in quite a while. Being together was great and is great, but it can be exhausting. And after long days filled with family, friends, and fun, wind down with Calm. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app this year, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep for children and adults. If you go to calm.com slash mail, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming. And new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For listeners of our show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription by going to calm.com slash mail. Go to calm.com slash mail for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash mail. How about the next one, Sally? That was so calming. Thank you. Hey, guys. Long story short, my roommate, who I essentially met when we all moved in together, had a girl stay over at our place for several days, Randy, while he and his girlfriend were on a break. Now, his girlfriend is back in the picture. What do I do? Do I tell her or do I stay out of it? If it were me, I would want to know. But on the other hand, I'm not in a position where I could easily move out early or find another place when the lease ends in August. Also some context. The girl he had stay over is a foreign exchange student that has since moved back home and was someone he brought up a couple times as someone he would pursue if he was not dating his current girlfriend uh-oh uh-oh couple things here like is he close with the girlfriend you know because like how much does he owe this girlfriend ideally yes like we're all honest with each other and we like you know i i would also want to know yeah but it's not even to me about like the loyalty of like the friend versus the girlfriend mm-hmm it's like, is it your place to meddle? That's the whole crux of this thing, and I—that's something I—I I don't know. I would start, I would I would have the same question, and I would call into the mail and ask the same one because I don't have a great answer here. For me, if you're if you're really close with the girlfriend, mm-hmm. and she trusts you, I think yes. that you owe it to her, and not that you don't owe it to her. If you're not close with her and you're closer with the roommate slash friend, but I think you're letting down someone more if you know them well and you like pretend nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I think the real answer here is you need to tell the friend slash roommate, hey, that was kind of shitty. Yeah. Does, is she aware of that? Yeah, exactly. 
you put the onus on him, right? Take it off yourself and say, dude, I love you. That was a weird situation. I was not thrilled about that. It's now you're back together. And if you're acting like it didn't happen, maybe put that on the table because that's going to be better for everybody involved. Yeah. Because I, I would want to know too, you know, like I'd want to know too. We can't go around like policing everyone's actions is no. the issue. And so as much as I would want to know, and I do preach communication and openness and things like that, mm-hmm. you, it's it's a tough spot to like, you don't yeah. know what the ramifications of like their break were. Yeah. Right? It could have been a total clean. It could have been, did she go out and hook right. up with somebody too and then then it's a then you make it weird for her because she wasn't going to say anything about that but now you you said something so he has to say something now I sound like Vince Vaughn and I just yeah what do you do um at least you have the proof cuz you were there when like that girl was staying there it's <laughs> yeah, she, always like uncomfortable when it's like a oh I heard he cheated on you but then you don't like have any yeah there's no proof there, you have nothing to back up what you are claiming mm-hmm. I think Number one, you tell the roommate, like, hey, that was kind of weird. Like, does she know? Like, are y'all yeah. good? You may want to tell her. Yeah, and and maybe you don't even turn it into an ultimatum. Maybe it's sort of like, a, hey, uh, what are you going to do about that? And what do you want me to do about that? Yeah. Because, like, then you're kind of taking the liability off yourself. If she finds out, she's like, did you know? You're like... Yeah, but we kind of discussed this. Then maybe you're maybe she still doesn't like you for that, but you don't have the ultimate responsibility in that scenario. I don't know. I'm trying to. I've, I I think, wrestle with this question every time that gets asked, and I still don't know the perfect answer. I think you tell him. You know, does she know what's up with that? And then be honest about how you feel about it. Be like, I kind of feel weird that, like, we're keeping something from her. Yeah, I feel weird being in this situation. And, and it like makes me feel bad, and that's pure honesty. Mm-hmm. And if he gets upset with that, that's his issue. Yeah, I don't think that that like you being honest with him in that manner is gonna like end a friendship slash living situation. Mm-hmm. But that will really tr- show you the true character like of your roommate. And then if if he kind of responds to something you don't agree with, like, oh, I'm not going to tell her and I would do it again and do, fuck her. Yeah. Then, like, maybe that gives you the, like, how you should really feel about him slash maybe your loyalty lies with the girlfriend. You decide to tell her and figure out your living situation later. Yep. Or maybe he's like, yeah, we've already talked about it. Yeah. And maybe it's easy. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think uh, you go to him first. And then based on his response, you figure out step two. If it's open and like, yep, I'm going to tell her, wait for him to do it. And if he doesn't, then you have a conversation with her. If he's like, no, why would I tell her? We were on a break. Then you re- reevaluate your your situation with him and your living situation. So like, here's a question. Oh, boy. If you were the other person in a relationship, so say like suspend the fact that we're both in relationships. Mm-hmm. If you were the other man, right? And you found out like, oh, she's got a boyfriend or a husband. Yeah. And you didn't know. And. Like I was the break guy? Yeah. Like I was the rebound sort of like get it out of your system? Would you tell the boyfriend? 
No. I don't think I would. I don't think I I think that's a degree of separation too far to meddle. I don't think I would. Yeah. Would you? I, I think it depends. I think yeah. I think again, I would probably tell I mean, if that he was like guy, my, like, my, hey, if he was like my friend, her. it's like like a hometown situation where it's like I, if I was single and like my girlfriend's ex or my my boy's ex was like coming on to me at a bar, we like hooked up and then they got back together, I'd be like, Ooh, like, hey, that that yeah. happened. But if it's like a uh, I'm vacation, like a random dude, like you find out the girl you've been hooking up yeah. with is married. Like, do you tell him? Oh, oh, oh. So we're we're talking like a different scenario, almost, right? Well, no, I mean, like if you were the cheat, the cheatee, and you didn't know, yeah, yeah, then I would, I would tell, I would tell. Like, do you think this foreign exchange student knows? Ooh, no, I don't know. I, th- I don't these know. these situations are all man. I'm I think not, again. I think if I'm in that position and I'm the foreign exchange student, I tell him, and I find out mm-hmm. he has a girlfriend. I'd be like, "You got to tell your girlfriend." Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I if I was the unknowing cheaty, I'd yeah. be like, "Yeah, you got to yeah tell." I don't want I don't want to be in that position where I'm like, right. I'm always living with the the cloud over my head. Like, am I going to get punched out of nowhere? I would be like, "You got to tell him," or else I will tell him. Cheating's messy. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's much easier to not cheat. Just break up with the person before you cheat on them. Yep. Go home. Kevin Clancy, JJO. I've let you figure out those initials. Randy. Yeah. He didn't do that, by the way. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for questions for today. Sally, do you have any shower thoughts? Mine was kind of like talking about our resolutions, so okay. we can go to yours. Mine is have you seen the Powerball jackpot lately? No. $610 million. It's getting back up into like where it's making the local news kind of deal. Every once in a while, probably every six months or so, it gets above like four or 500. Yeah. And people start getting the stories like, oh, so-and-so is going to What's this. your... So, okay. This is... This kind of plays into that. Yeah. Um. First of all, what it, what level does it have to be for you to split it with people? If anywhere above 500, I'm making whatever cash I have in my pocket, like two, four, six bucks. Say yeah, 500 million? Yeah. If it okay. gets to 500 million, that's when I, I, I perk up a little bit. Okay. Because before anything below that, I think there's like a- 100 million is just chump change to you? you just no, but there's care. a formula where your time is actually- worth the correct amount so that it makes sense for you to go out of your way and spend two dollars on a lottery ticket like there's there's an equation where the expected return of your two dollars is greater than two dollars what i think it's like 500 how many lottery tickets are you buying if it's 500 mil uh i'm i'm taking a 10 and i'm buying a red bull for four bucks or celsius for three or four bucks and then probably six bucks so, so three Powerball Do tickets. you know that there are people out there that will go spend $100 a month? Absolutely. Tickets? We used to do it at, at Barstool when I would but get- But I'm talking about like a single person. Yes. Yeah. There's people that do that. I know. Uh, for themselves. Them. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it like Lily? No. <laughs> no. No. This person likes to gamble, so that makes sense. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, so that's my one question. So we, mm-hmm. between two friends, I actually, now that I know that the jackpot's that high, I actually need to text them. Okay. Uh, we have this joke where it's like, okay, if it's above 100, we'll we'll split it three ways. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. Like, we're cool going in on that. Yeah. We have a wash media pool currently. Cool. Uh, your husband is in on. <laughs> great. I hope y'all win. That'll be great. Same. Uh, how much, what is the minimum you need to win in the lottery to totally quit working. Oh man, see that's pr- that's it's so tough because I have a dream like, job. Like this but like, is quit quit working for money. I mean, you could do you know you oh, could yeah, be involved, yeah. but like don't for care about cat, getting like, a salary. Probably fifty million. I think mine's fifty. Fifty million, yeah. Because anything below that, I'd be nervous about losing it. Yeah, and not having a paycheck. I know that's a crazy amount of money, but and this question used to be a little, a little bit more difficult when we were in. I remember this happened. I think there was a jackpot. It was like close to a billion. Oh yeah, twenty sixteen. It was one point four. I remember it was, we were in college. I think, I think in twenty nineteen, there was one that was like eight or nine hundred. Yeah, yeah. And my friend and I were in school, and we were about to graduate. I mean, we were like probably eight months from graduating um, grad school. Okay. And I was like, how much do you have to win to totally stop? Yeah. And I think at that point, we both agreed like I'd probably just finish because mm-hmm. we're so close at that's, this point. That's fair. Yeah. But like, you know, had you asked me at like before I like entered residency, mm-hmm. probably 50 million. Yeah. Because like how much am I going to make in a lifetime? How much, you know, to like. I think it would take a lot for me to just completely never go to work at the hospital again. Yep. Like 50 at 50, say it's okay. And I'm not saying that I think I can make $50 million in a lifetime. What I'm saying is I think I like my job enough that like if I won a decent amount, I'd probably like go part time or like just Mm -hmm. do it a couple, you know, times a month just for shits and giggles because I like want to keep up my skills. Yeah. But, like, to just totally blow your entire life up and be like, cool, I'm never, like, going into washed ever again, not speaking to those idiots. It would have to be, well, no, because I even at 50, I would want to be involved. You're going to, like, invest in the company? Yeah, I would. there would be, like, I would, I would create something that Is would assist cool? wash. Is some of that money going to go back to? Uh, I mean, yeah. If, it's like, so funny when people talk about the lottery because then you, like, you start, like, mentally spending the money. Oh, Totally. That's well. That was my question. Is that so? After sorry, it's I derailed your shower. No, no, no. It, you, that you're we're on this. We're on the right track. It's it's at six hundred and ten million. Okay. The cash option right now is four thirty four, and after taxes, immediately you get twenty four percent. I think it is now taken out, mm-hmm. and then you're then you have to report the difference between the thirty seven percent top tax bracket and the twenty four percent that's immediately taken out in three months or whenever tax day is. So you end up with about like two hundred and thirty million if it was all yours okay that is a number that like see you later but i'd also want to do something i mean that's that I fuck just, you money i wouldn't go to a private island and money. sit there for the rest of my life well yeah i would want to like build a restaurant on a private island there's a very good article um and i don't remember who wrote it it came i think i saw it on twitter during this like 2019 like almost near billion jackpot yeah about what you should do if yep. you win the lottery. There's a lot of steps. And 
why most people who win the lottery do not create generational wealth. Mm -hmm. And that is because most people who win the lottery are not very smart. Absolutely. And I'm I'm saying I am one of those people who's not very smart, like with money, like Mm -hmm. to make that kind of money work for you and future generations takes a lot of understanding that you can you need to outsource to somebody else besides yourself. Oh, yeah. So, uh, if you're asking me like what I would spend money on, like two hundred what thirty million dollars. So yeah, so, so two hundred. Excuse me, it's two hundred seventy three. Okay. It's three thirty immediately. You'll get a check for three thirty, and that's right. after the feds take their twenty four. And then you have to be careful about the. I'm going to let our listeners in on a little tip. Yeah. If you win the lottery, and this is what you're, this is what you're supposed to do, given the uh, article that I. Okay. First of all, are you, you're taking the cash option, right? Absolutely. You're not like, no. I, I think that one time Dylan and Dave both said that they would get it weekly, which the is, the annuity is in no you no, no 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 do okay? not take the you're annuity. You're not guaranteed to live the next day, okay? Yes. And then they don't have to pay you shit. Yes. So. Yes, yes, yes. No, the annuity is in. I, I get that people feel more comfortable with it. They're like, "Oh, I will have three or four million dollars no, a year." No, 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 no. Take the no. cash option because you can make more on literally risk-free interest. Correct. Correct. Over the course of the so not, take the cash. You option. Take the cash option. Okay, that's step one. Step two, I think you have like ninety days to claim it. Depends on the state, I it, believe. Okay, but you wait till the very last day. Yep. To claim it, you don't tell anyone. Zero. You don't want press. You don't. You don't want, want press. You don't want people suing you. Yeah, like you tell no one. You go hire an attorney mm-hmm. and a financial advisor, and I'm not talking like the the people that you see on TV, like with shitty commercials. I'm talking like top dog. You got to show them that you won the lottery, and then you're like, I need you. To be on my team, mm-hmm. you're on retainer now. Yeah, Stop working like, for other people. I understand you're, you're not getting paid immediately, right. but and then what you do is you set up essentially like a shell company. <laughs> okay, we're not like telling you. No, how it's, to not pay taxes. it's not illegal. It's not illegal. It's it's you set up a, a shell company, right. an and LLC. You set up what you, the way that you give money to people is you set up a foundation. Mm-hmm. And then you employ all of your family members as like board members of the foundation, and that's how they get paid millions of dollars, like pretty much tax free. Tax free, yeah. Oh yeah. No, there's there's steps here, Sally. But you don't just get it and go buy a PJ. Correct. You ask your financial advisor, "Can I go buy a PJ?" But you don't just willy nilly be like, "Okay, cool, we're taking a worldwide trip." You gotta have people who know what the fuck they're doing. Make those decisions for you. Correct. What's the? That's how you create generational wealth. If it uh, flies, drives, or f's, uh, rent it, lease it is what the the oh, word okay. is. I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's the the common Jordan Belfort saying. Yeah. So I'm I'm just saying I am at least smart enough to know that I'm not smart enough to handle money like that. Yeah, I could. I would be like, can I? T- I'm going to take a chunk of a million, and just like, blow, not not blow, not actually cocaine. I would just like, Mr. Financial Advisor or Mrs. Financial Advisor. I'm going to take this million dollars. You are never going to see it again because I'm going to be very reckless with it. I'm going to go to uh, 
uh, Vegas, you, that like you, the money to blow stuff. The issue with that though is Brett, I, I get that, but you can't do any of that until all your shit is protected. No, no, no. It it, it was it's like because because if all of a sudden line, flashy yeah, yeah. Brett is out and we're like, what's what Brett is, doing? What they're like, around shit, did he win the lottery? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, I remember the time that I, like, nearly choked on a grape at your apartment. And then, like, <laughs> next thing you know, I'm suing you. Damn. That would have been, been sad. Yeah. Well, get ready. I don't I even know what like, would my defense have been. Like, shit on my phone of, like, ways to sue people if they win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> well, your current share uh, with Will's money that he put in is 30% of the pot, which would net you $82.8 million in Will DeFreeze's name. So. Well, what's mine is what's his is mine because we're yeah. married. Oh yeah, Texas true. is a common property state. Cha-ching. or something like that. I don't like. I basically get fifty percent. Okay, yeah. let's let's end the podcast by saying you're the the financials are taken like the from a okay so a law standpoint. You've done all your shit. What now are you, doing? you have you you put thirty million dollars in the bank. Like you have okay, you're all set. Okay, what am I? What are you doing? Uh, eighty-two million dollars. I'm call it fifty since thirty of it is like set set. Okay. Away. Uh, I am buying a baller house in Austin. Yep. Probably buying a house on Lake Michigan. Yeah. So two. So it's, call that. That's probably like ten ish. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> Cash. And then. Uh, I am summering in Italy. Okay. Millie? And, uh, you know, deciding where the hell Fritz is going to go to boarding school. Boom. Slash college. Another Millie. Yeah. So you got 12 just... Gone. Poof. Car? Uh, yeah, I'm going to get several cars. Okay. Uh, I don't know what they would be, though. I'd like, I'm going to need somebody to... I got you. I mean, like my real answer is like I want a I want a private jet, but wow. I agree with you. I don't think you buy one. I you think lease you just it. lease just it. Lease but like, it. I'm flying private always. Mm-hmm. That's always. the answer. Does it? Because like I goes. hate airports. I hate them. And if I could fly private, I know that that's like such a snotty thing to say. It's really not though. Because like, I would love to. I would love to never have to go through airport security again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Same. Lease a private jet or or honestly, the the services nowadays are so user friendly. You can just get online and it's like, okay, tw- you know, it's not it's not easy, but like twenty four grand yeah. versus a thirty million dollar jet that you're gonna use I less just, than you I think. Just, that probably more than anything is what I would want to do. Oh, like yeah. I would probably travel and do it on a, pr- a private plane because I just cannot. I love to travel, and mm-hmm. I will sit in an airport, but it's my least favorite part. I mean, it's probably everyone's least favorite part at this sure. point. I used to even like not mind airports on the way there because you're like excited. I'm but excited, it's get a drink. Su- you get a, it's, yeah. Now it's such a beatdown with COVID yeah. and like having a kid and stuff. It's having just, a kid changes the difficult. game immensely. I feel I've never seen parents like relaxed and sitting still at an airport. So much anxiety. Yeah. So that's probably my number one. Okay. Like more than a car, more than anything else, I just want to fly private. Mm-hmm. Someone put me on a private jet, please. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> I'm going ski house immediately. I'm taking a winter off of work. Okay. And I'm 
buying a bar and bartending in a in a ski town having no one know anything about why i have a shit ton of money okay that's all i'm doing first anyway yeah i'm just i'm i'm going to the amalfi coast probably very nice very nice place it's all around italy actually oh just gallivanting like yeah. for the summer i don't hate it i don't hate it is that the best time to go i mean that's like probably the most popular it's time okay warm nice does italy get cold Besides yeah, north. like a lot of a lot of those coastal towns are closed from like October to oh really April or May. Didn't know. Yeah. There you go. All right. Good luck. I guess I need to go buy lottery tickets. When's this drawing? Tonight. Oh shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Saturday if nobody wins, but yeah, tonight. I hope it's us. Would if be if cool. we win, we're not recording this podcast ever again. Like I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We will have a new mail. Maybe for my private jet. Yes. Well, no, we do, we do one episode. And it's, that's like, holy shit. Yeah. We just get to joke about stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck to you guys out there if you're playing the lottery as well. It's kind of fun. We like chances of winning are so low, but it is fun to do what we have been doing. And that is part of why we enjoy the lottery and why we, why we work in the first place because we want the freedom to be able to do things like this. So I would still record this podcast if I had. Oh, I would too. I would have a lot more time because I'd probably quit my job. That's so. true. That's true. I would probably literally do the same thing I'm doing, which is kind of fun because I enjoy working at Wash that much. Randy, thank you for being on the ones and twos. Randy's current share is uh, 42 million if he wins. Wow. Randy, tight. So. Should I? Can I add more money so our share is a little bit bigger? Sure. Okay. Maybe I'll do, do you have that. cash on you? <laughs> cash only. Uh, I do have cash on me. Okay, there we go. For you out there, hopefully uh, you win the lottery too and still listen to this podcast if you do. If not, I get it. Uh, Subscribe, rate, five stars, review, and tell a friend about it. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-6245, 888-362-MAIL. Or you can write in the link in the Twitter bio at Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Schmerriman. S-H-M-E-R-R-I-M-A-N on both. Hope you enjoyed my calm app, Reeb. That was more of an audition for a calm story myself. So we'll yeah. see. We'll wow. see. And uh, see you guys next Thursday. Bye.